that walk, that walk, that walk. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. Keep rolling, rolling. This is Walk and Roll Live. This is Walk and Roll Live. A podcast dedicated to the disabled community, sharing stories of courage and triumph, joy and discovery, and everyday successes and challenges. Now, here are your hosts, Doug Vincent and Eric Aguilar. Well, hello and welcome to Walk and Roll Live. I'm Doug Vincent along with... Welcome. I mean, uh, what's up, guys? <laughs> welcome to another Taco Tuesday. <laughs> yes. Another, I'm Eric Aguilar. Another Taco Tuesday? Is that it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. very nice. Um, well, you know, I, we're, we're, we're kind of getting um, uh, scattered here, but, you know, you, you mentioned Taco Tuesday... And before we came on, we were talking about having a guest that we had tried to get on a, a few weeks ago, um, Captain Mike. And, and Eric and I were talking about, you know, we can get the all the fish stories and all that. And then it, it led to fish tacos. And now you bring up tacos again. So, man, when you said that, I got my, my brain kind of scattered. But, yes, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, good to see you, Eric. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. Good, good. Did you have a good week? Oh, yeah, man. I spent some time with my father, with my father-in-law to be. We played some bowling. Very nice, very nice. How's how's the fiance? What's her name again? Amanda. She's good. And now, right it, now I'm keeping an eye on her because she's coming down sick, and I think there's something going around here. Uh oh. Uh oh. All right. Well, we'll stay away. Just just here on on Zoom is the only <laughs> contact we'll have. So, uh, you guys have a date set yet? We haven't had a date set yet, but me, I've been planning stuff here and there. I mean, I barely figured out who's going to be the best man of the wedding. Gotcha. But you got that figured out? We're thinking of three years and less, but I think I'll give it to about uh, 20, uh, 27-ish. Gotcha. Right to on. Get it all figured out. So she's not. She's in no big hurry? I'm in no, I'm in no big hurry. I I'm know you are, but I'm asking about her. <laughs> Because here's the thing I'm about her too, Eric. Eric, Eric like don't don't things? skirt the question. I'm saying is is the fiance is she is she like looking at her watch and saying, "Hey, let's go, buddy." Oh, I'm not. I'm not skirting the question. I mean, I know she's been in a big hurry, and, and since the very beginning we started dating, because for the first couple of years we were together, I had to try to talk her out, talk her, talk either talk her out or slow it down on more than one occasion. And I said, "Honey." Why are you in a big hurry to get married for? I'm not going anywhere. Uh, very I'm just good. happy we're together. <laughs> and then when we got engaged last year at uh, Lake Arrowhead, mm-hmm. I told everybody, so after maybe uh, seven years of being together, I finally decided to promote her. Promote her. How romantic. <laughs> all right. Well, well, we'll keep an eye on you on that one. All right. We, we'll uh, look for updates to come. So, uh, yeah, uh, I had a good Father's Day, spent it with my daughter and my granddaughter. That was fun. We went out to breakfast and, you know, just kind of hung out and played together. It was nice. So did that. Uh, well, last week was busy. You know, we did two shows. We recorded two shows last week. And and now we're getting together for this one this week. And then I just had a lot of other things on my agenda. I was trying to think. I know we did the shows. I did some things around here, but there was uh, some Wednesday also was a busy day last week. I'm trying to remember what it was because it just, oh, I know. I, yeah, I had to get my car service. Then I went and saw my granddaughter. And then we had an executive committee meeting for Anthesis, the group that I volunteer for. And then Thursdays are always busy. I go to the 
Veterans Village uh, in Loma Linda. There's a village where uh, it's a community of, of, of veterans. And we go there uh, every Thursday and have what we call the food pantry. But it's more than that. We also get donations of clothing, um, just odds and ends for your house. Um, I've seen shoes and socks and and blenders and um, luggage, just, you know, whatever, whatever we find that people will donate. Uh, we get a lot of stuff from, uh, I think Amazon, they have like overstocked and just things like that or discontinued stuff. And, 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 and they don't tell us what it is. They just ship us a bunch of stuff and, and we go through it and figure out what it is. And, and they're always great. It's a great community there. They are just more than thankful to, you know, to receive whatever we come up with. So it's great. Yeah. So we can help them. Uh, and to truth be known, you know, I, I feel like I get more out of it than, than them, you know, just seeing their <laughs> smiling faces every week and interacting with them. They're great. They're great folks. And, and last week we had a, uh, uh, the organizer, the, the gal that is the head of the whole thing. And she's a dynamo. She's, uh, she's at least 70 and, and she, I mean, if I wish I had half her energy, she's unbelievable. And, uh, so she, did a whole Father's Day themed thing last Thursday and and also had a taco guy come out. Speaking of tacos, we did Taco Thursday. <laughs> and that was for the whole village and all the volunteers. So, yeah, good day. Good day. So, That's awesome, um, Doug. I wouldn't mind having uh, some of that energy and those tacos. Right, right. And they were good. They were very, And you know what they did? I never had these before. Uh, it was like a potato taco. Have you ever had those? A potato taco? Yeah. Hmm. I've heard of those, but I haven't actually had one yet. So it was uh, potatoes, uh, and I don't know if they're pre-cooked before they put them in a, um, a tortilla shell and fold it over. So it kind of looks like a like an empanada, and and then that whole thing is deep fried. Ooh. Oh, and it was like like air. It was like light, and oh, so good, really good. So we enjoyed that, and then uh, also. Um, uh, a couple of things that came up. We had a conversation with uh, a new organization, Kid Power. You want to tell them how that went? Oh, man, let me tell you. I really enjoyed our collaboration with the Kid Power, and I'm really glad we got to meet with them because at the very end of the meeting, you actually learned a new skill, Doug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to put that to use. <laughs> and, and that's kind of what they do. They uh, it, uh, and and you know what? Before we go too much further, how, how did you get involved with them? Because that was that was your contact. You've done some work with them in the past, yeah? Oh yeah, I did some uh, work with them on a uh, Zoom through a uh, training that was uh, presented by the uh, San Bernardino State Council Development of Disabilities. We had our Zoom meeting. They were a guest uh, during our meeting, and then during my introduction, I brought up uh, Walk and Roll Live, and we started collaborating from there. Gotcha, gotcha. Good job, good job. Got to do more of that. And I'll, I want to tell you about a conversation I have with my brother. We'll do that in a little bit. Don't let me forget. But uh, so, so let's see, Kid. So, Kid Power, it's an online resource. And, and it sounds like maybe uh, to some degree in person as well, if there's, and they have uh, locations throughout the country. We happen to be talking to the executive director, I think, of a Kid Power uh, location in North Carolina. Uh, but they, they, uh, they help empower kids to advocate for themselves. Is that a good way to put it? You know, in different situations where maybe their safety is concerned and, and other things that, that. And also how to build a healthy relationships. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. That's that's a well put. Well put. So you know, it may be a relationship that you're entering, and and as we go through a relationship, I, I've I've learned this years ago, and it is it has helped me in my relationships. Whether I'm doing it well or not, I don't know. That's for somebody else to decide. But I learned that the things that you don't say are as important as the things that you do say. And I mean, if somebody does something that you're not happy with and you don't tell that person you're not happy with this, you've given them permission, basically. So if it gets down the road and it really starts to bother you, it's much more difficult to kind of renegotiate basically what are the terms of your relationship, you know, and, and, and you get a lot of pushback and people are like, well, what's, what's wrong? You know, I've been this way all the time, you know, and, and it, it gets much more difficult to kind of eliminate that, that unwanted piece of your relationship, you know, down the road. So yeah, if you don't like something, you got to communicate that right away. And they give you strategies, right? I'm sorry. I go got ahead. My, I got my fiance has autism. If I want to show her something new or, um, or like give her something that she has need before, I'd be like, okay, honey, go ahead and give this a try. And if you like it, great. And if you don't like it, that's all right. Yeah. But how are you going to know if you you don't like some if you don't try it? Exactly. Absolutely. I always say I'll, I'll try anything once, twice if I like it. <laughs> and so we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna have them on at some point, right? We'll have get better right. on. We just got to kind of figure out the right person because um, the gal, I mean, the gal that we talked to would have been great, but sound like, uh, you know, she's got to get together with her organization and figure out who it is. So we'll sort all that out and we'll have them on at some point. Yep. What I really liked about our powwow from last Friday is the exercise we went through when it comes to giving uh, permission to have our photo taken. Like personally, I don't, I'm very, um, 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 not really conceited, but a little um, subconscious about having my picture taken. Because mm. let's say you wanted my picture taken, they say, "No, duh, I'm not really um, up for it right now because what? Because there could be an issue with my hair. Yeah, I, I, I might not like the way my mustache looks. I may have my brows done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If somebody know? might ask you, and you don't feel like you're looking your best, and you, if you're gonna have it immortalized in a picture, you at least want it to look halfway decent, right? Or let's, or let's say it was an inappropriate image. I would say um, stuff like, hey, hey, I don't want to see that. Number one, I'll have nightmares. Two, I don't want to lose my lunch, man. <laughs> we don't want that. So, yeah, so we'll have them on in a future episode. But I thought we'd uh, kind of go over that a little bit. Uh, what was the other one? Well, let me tell you, uh, talking with my brother, um, and we've talked to him uh, about him a couple of times here on the show because I interviewed him. Him and I both, you know, had polio when we were very young. And so he was a coach. He lived in Sacramento for years and years and years, and he was a coach. Uh, they had a, a very good um, adaptive sports program in Sacramento. So he was a coach and and coached basketball and, and power soccer and a few other things. But, but he met a kid there that uh, was about 10 at the time years ago and, and, and coached him in whatever – and, and well, he went on to be a, at least an, a, a nationwide level athlete. And now I guess he's just been picked to be on the USA Paralympic team. So he's going to reach out to him and see if he can, you know, find some time and maybe come on as a guest and we can interview him. So keep your fingers crossed. We'd love to have that. 
And he's got a few other people that he's met like that that have gone on and some other ideas. So so we're working on that as well. I can't wait to meet him, Doug. He sounds yeah. genuine. Yeah, that'll be fun. Exactly. Absolutely. Really legit, right? So, um, and, and the other thing I, I kind of wanted to to mention too, because in in doing work for this show, you know, because you're looking at the team right here, uh, Eric and I. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to learn about, you know, doing podcasts and, you know, what's the, the best path for success. And, you know, we want to do that. We want to build our uh, listenership. It's very, you know, I mean, it's infancy right now. I and mean, we appreciate everybody who's listening already, but, um, you know, want to grow that, that, uh, that audience. And so I'm reading different things. And one of the things that when I first started putting this up, you know, you're going through the process of uh, picking your category. Well, there's no, there's no category that says, you know, disabled communication or, you know, or that community. Uh, so the closest I, I could find was health. And I don't know if that was a good fit. So what I did was I just, I did a search for disabled podcasts and then looked to see what category they were putting themselves in. You know what I mean? To see, you know, if there was one I hadn't thought of. And I, I think I found one. I think I, I made some adjustments there, but I started listening to a few of these just a little bit, just to see. And, and, I, and it kind of brought me to a point where I wanted to point something out is because I'm listening to some of these and some of these people are very fluent in, you know, the disabled rights, you know, or, you know, or, or civil rights. And, and they're doing topics like that. And they're, they, they know what they're talking about, you know, um, it's, and they have the credentials, you know, and, and I just wanted to point out that, that I'm a former radio guy who happens to be disabled, who's now retired and enjoys that part of that part of my career where I interviewed people for a community affairs report. And I really missed it and enjoyed doing it. And I thought that's something I have a passion for, you know, cause I volunteer in the disabled community and I've learned a little bit more about disabled rights and that kind of thing. And that there's that community that is, you know, advocating for us, making it better for all of us. And, and I kind of want to use this platform to do a little bit more of that and, and have a communication about what our needs are and what we need to advocate for and maybe mobilize people through the show at some points when we need to, all those things. But I wanted to tell you that I'm in no way a professional. Everything you hear on this show is my opinion or Eric, Eric right? You agree with that, Eric? Your opinion? I agree. 100%. Right? Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, if anything, you know, Eric, he's gone to many different certifications and all that. So if there's an expert on this show, it's probably I'm going to defer to Eric. But, um, I, I, you know, I just want to let everybody know that it's uh, our opinions and for the most part, and, and it's through our experiences. And I'll tell you, my experiences are changing, you know, my, my opinions on an ongoing basis. It's evolving all the time. You know, I've, just through my interactions with the community, through the volunteer work that I do and so many things, you know, it just, just through the few short weeks that we've been doing this and talking with the guests that we have, I've had some, I've had some major shifts in uh, my opinions about some things, you know? Um, so I just wanted to, to do that. Um, I think that's all I've got. You got anything else that you wanted to talk about? What I was going to say back there is I admire those that are very fluent in the American Disabilities Act, yeah. because if it wasn't for them, guys like you and me wouldn't be here today doing our thing. And 
the way they um, demonstrate the knowledge, it makes me want to take a closer look at it. Like, I know some of the uh, American Disability Act, but don't know all. And in different states, the rules of the American Disability Act could be different. But my yeah. main uh, subject matter expertise is emergency preparedness for the uh, people with the, in, the, in the disabled communities. Yeah. And all the certifications I have, although there are a dozen of certifications, it never shies away from my mission. And that's emergency preparedness for the disabled communities. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, um, we, maybe we'll get into this a little bit more later, but uh, you, your, your show or not show, but your your presentation didn't go on a couple of days ago, right? Yeah, I felt kind of, I felt kind of bad because um, it's twice that we haven't had a chance. I haven't had a chance to conduct my uh, presentations for Loma Linda due to technical difficulties. And I and I say, man, I wish we had some sort of a technical analyst or somebody you know that that to, to help out with those sort of problems. Like I know a little bit about uh, tech, but. I'm not a, a techie uh, whiz or magician or anything like that by no means. Yeah. I mean, I can understand certain functions. Yeah, I, I would imagine as big a, an organization that Loma Linda is, they've, they've got somebody, you know, pretty high level that's working on it. So I'm sure you'll get that all sorted, sorted out. And when you do, we'll, we'll let people know and they know they, that that's going to resume and, and they'll get their they'll get their Eric fix, right? <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Something like that. All right. Well, we've we've had a few false starts uh, trying to get Cody Williams on. She is the director of possibilities that we've uh, talked about and had some members of possibilities. Uh, Eric and I are both members over at Loma Linda University Health. And so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll have a chat with Cody Williams. No touch that down, folks. Aguiar Professional Training offers comprehensive organizational development and organizational effectiveness services for corporations, nonprofits, educational institutions, and individuals. What they do is improve work environments in key areas, such as performance management gaps, group interactions, morale and trust building, and team dynamics, to name just a few. Using a strength-based approach in conjunction with individual or group coaching, all of the strategies have produced significant results. APT also assists with managing change, improving work processes, training, and management of human capital. Learn more at agyarprofessionaltraining.com. A-G-U-I-A-R professionaltraining.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Walk and Roll Live. I'm Doug Vincent. That is Eric Aguilar. And today uh, we have a guest on that we've, we've dropped her name several times and we talk about team possibilities and possibilities program over at Loma Linda uh, University Health all the time because they just do so much for our community here in Southern California. And today is the day that we finally get to sit and chat with Cody Williams, Director of Possibilities at Loma Linda University Health. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. So nice to have you here. Uh, we are looking forward to uh, getting to know t Team Possibilities and sharing it with our listeners. Because like I say, we've, we've talked about the different programs and 
Eric and I and our involvement with possibilities. So we want to give people a, a better idea, you know, uh, and I've been a member for, I, I forget how long it's got to be 15 years. years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so, but I, you know, I, I made sure I was prepared. So I kind of went on the website and was looking around. I, I didn't even really fully, I think, grasp the focus of everything that possibilities does. Uh, so we want to talk about that today. Uh, do you mind if we get to know Cody a little better? Where Where are you from? I was born and raised in San Bernardino, California. Is that right? Um, yeah, but um, I've spent my last 30 plus years in Redlands. Um, yeah. You, you know, as much as this area has grown and, you know, if you were born and raised here, you, you can attest to the fact that it has grown so much. It seems rare that you find somebody that was, you know, actually born here, right? Right, right. Well, t- technically, I was born in Fontana, but yeah, yeah. Um, I resided in San Bernardino and actually went to San Bernardino High School and graduated a hundred moons ago. And yeah, so nice. um, yeah, I'm I consider myself a, a native of Redlands. <laughs> okay. I like <laughs> but it. Truthfully, it's San Bernardino. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so, what w- what point did you get involved at uh, at possibilities and with Loma Linda? And kind of what came before that? What was, uh, was it a goal of yours to get into this or, or did it kind of present itself and, and, and you wanted to get involved? You know, I, um, through my education, um, I'm a business major and um, marketing was kind of my forte. So I came to Loma Linda from Esri, um, working in their marketing department there and um, was hired here um, by the then director of our program, Willie Stewart, um, back in 2008, um, to kind of help build uh, the PR and marketing for the program um, and also work on um, some philanthropic projects. So I was brought for my marketing experience and it really was my first exposure to not just the medical environment or healthcare, um, but disabilities um, collectively. I really, hadn't experienced disability, um, didn't know anyone that was affected by disability before I came into this role. Um, so yeah, I brought here for, for marketing and my journey from 2008 to the present has just been life-changing. Um, it really, truly, I'm living within my, my purpose. Um, it's my passion um, the work that we do. So I'm entirely thankful and blessed. Yeah. I, I was going to say that's so evident if you <laughs> spend any time around Cody, right, Eric? Right. I remember when I came on the scene for Loma Linda Possibilities back in uh, 2016, and that's where I met a fellow member, uh, Zimri Solis at the uh, Tidman Triathlon at Kelty San Bernardino. And that was like my debut event with the uh, possibilities after becoming a member. But even then, I was an upcoming individual for possibilities back then. I remember. I remember. <laughs> so so when you came on, Cody, I know if maybe you could talk a little bit about the kind of the brainchild of, of how the whole concept of possibilities got started and, you know, what the focus was then yeah. to grow and blossom into all the things that we kind of want to touch on today. Right. So um, over 20 years ago, um, our vice president at that time um, was Michael Jackson, and he had a vision for East Campus. Um, the rehab hospital was built. Um, our hospital was renovated so we could treat um, our rehab patients here on site. 
Um, what he realized in a very short period of time and also in his, you know, his um, experience in healthcare was that we can provide excellent medical care and healthcare, um, world-class healthcare to our patients, but people affected by disability where they leave the hospital, whether it's a traumatic accident, illness, or injury, um, their life is completely changed. So um, he realized and identified that there was a gap in care. There was a need for us to make sure that we provided a continuum of care for our patients, um, our rehab patients um, that were going through those difficult times. So he envisioned this program, this continuum program, which became possibilities that was free of cost to our patients um, that would provide resources and support to them to help them find new direction and hope in their life um, after a traumatic accident or, um, or injury. Um, so initially that was the concept and, you know, it was focused on our patients, but it quickly expanded beyond that. So um, possibilities became a free membership based program that provides resources and support to anyone with a physical or intellectual disability and or veteran. So um, what that meant is that the hospital would cover our overhead expenses, but we would do our own fundraising and that those philanthropic dollars would be what we would use to provide the support and resources to the community um, of people with disabilities and veterans. So dime for dime, penny for penny, everything donated to our program goes directly back to our community. Um, so we've taken pride in that over the years. Um, obviously so thankful to Loma Linda University Health and the Medical Center for supporting the work that we do. Um, I think when I came, we had 200 members and now we have over 8,000. Yep. So we've grown incrementally from a very grassroots program to something that we have presence here um, in our community. Um, so yeah, that's how it began. Um, it really was to help provide those people with the support that, that they needed. Um, and that's the work that we're continuing to do today. You know, it's one of the things that I've said many, many times. I think I've, I said it as MC at a, at a possibilities dinner back when we were at the Mitten building in Redlands is that, you know, I, I, I admire so much the people that come to disability through a traumatic injury later in life, because I, I grew up with it. I, I knew nothing from the age of one forward, uh, you know, nothing else. And, but the mental part is the part that's really hard. You know, I think even for people that come to it later in life, you know, the physical part, you heal up, you, you know, you, you learn some adaptation skills, but it's the mental part that, you know, really takes some work for, for some people, you know, most people probably, right? Right. You know, um, our mission here at Loma Linda is to make man whole. And um, the wholeness piece of it is the intellectual, spiritual, emotional piece, not just the physical yeah. piece of it. You know, we're whole people and there's different things that make us whole. Um, and that's what Possibilities strives to do is to make man whole. Um, and we do that by providing those different resources, you know, um, you know, meeting with a new member or somebody that's newly injured and coming in or somebody that's, that's, that's had an illness like, like you, Doug. Um, and that's just been your, your life, but it yeah. doesn't, it doesn't remove the fact that it's challenging and it's right. difficult and right. you need support um, and not for you to be different, but for you to be part of, right? So yep. it's important that um, we provide inclusivity to people that are going through those challenges, you know, um, whether that be through support groups, 
uh, social activities, social outings, encouraging um, people um, through grants and scholarships, whatever that that may be, trying to find their, if, if it's a newly injured patient, their new direction in life and their new focus. Um, and it could be the same, it could be new and just a little different, mm-hmm. or it could be new and the same, or it could be new and entirely different, right? Yeah, that may right. look yep. different for different people, right? Yeah, so yeah. If you're in a rollover car accident and you've, um, you've acquired a spinal cord injury, you know, your mobility has changed, your independence has changed, you know, that the access that you have has changed. So we're here to kind of help navigate. And the beautiful thing about possibilities over time is that our community has really, really guided and directed the, the growth of the program. So like if the community needs, and I remember, you know, you and other folks um, with our Inland Empire Disabilities Collaborative that came and said, you know, what is it that the, that the community needs? We needed, we had a group of, of spinal cord injury uh, members um, that needed support. So we created a support group. You know, we have a laryngectomy support group where we've identified that we have multiple patients that really could use some support collectively, socially, um, and emotionally. So we're, we've, able been, we've been able to develop the program according to the needs of the community, which is such a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. I, and I've... I've seen it in dramatic ways. Uh, you know, uh, years ago playing rugby over at the um, right. at the uh, the gym at the at Loma Linda. Um, Grayson I Center. remember those yeah. days. <laughs> and there was this there was this young man. I don't know how he you know heard of the program, but his mom brought him. He was about eighteen, I would say, young kid, and and I think it was within you know weeks to just months of him being injured and you know he, he um i don't know if, i don't know what his long-term prognosis but i know at the time he was in a wheelchair and just the look uh, you know about him was you know just dejected and just so broken and they got him in a in a sports chair to play rugby and their dramatic change in that young man over the course of 20, 30 minutes, and it's so cliche, you know, but it's the name of the organization. I think he saw in that 30, 40 minutes an hour that he played rugby, the possibilities, right, right. you know, because, you know, you come to that kind of injury and I, I say this all the time to people, you know, you're on the mental part of it. You're thinking my life's over. All the dreams I had of, of being married and having kids and this and that and a career, they just think that's done. But through sports, you know, possibility shows them if they can do that, what are the other possibilities? Maybe right, my right. life's not over, right? Right, right. Um, you know, I think for possibilities, the glam piece for us is always our adaptive sports. You know, everybody yeah, likes yeah. to, you know, it's very easy to take a, a, a an awesome photo of somebody in a hand cycle or a wheelchair basketball chair or somebody running that's an amputee. We're sexy. Um, yeah, you know, that's, that's the sexy, <laughs> right. that's the sexy right. stuff, right? Yep. The other, the other stuff, I mean, we could take, I mean, can I take a picture of somebody going to college or to vocational training and, and um, getting their education to better themselves and, and thrive in their career, right? Yeah. And find a career yeah. pathway. I mean, it, it comes, the picture comes in, in, in different shapes and sizes, right? Um, Absolutely. Ad- adaptive sports just happens to be, you know, I don't know statistics. I should probably know statistics about um, the age group of um, traumatic accidents. So you're talking about motorcycle, you know, dirt bike riders, uh, skateboarders, car accidents, young people. There's a there's a 
there is a statistic that shows that um, our traumatic accident age group is far younger than older. And those younger folks, which um, tend to be predominantly male, um, are out in their lives active. Yes. And, yeah. and, and doing extreme sports, maybe, or living a full life and more active, you know, are, are very active in their life. So that activity level is something that, that doesn't change post-injury, right? Right, right. They That's one thing stay, I've learned, absolutely. They want to go fast, they want to live, and yes. they want to be happy. Those things yeah. never change, you know? Right. Our human nature wants to do those things, you know, needs excitement um, and all those kind of things. So through adaptive sports, we see a lot of healing, like you're talking about, right? Yeah. And people that don't really – so it, if you um, are an amputee, can you run again? Yeah, you can run again. People – once. I think knowledge is power, right? Mm -hmm. So, and showing people the way, having peers to guide and help encourage and support and show newcomers the way. So um, if somebody was a basketball player before, can they they play basketball again? Yes, it just looks a little different. If they were a runner or a cyclist, can they run or cycle again? Yes, they can. It just looks a little bit different, right? Um, Speaking of the different is our Paralympic training program, right? We have um, one of our members of our team possibilities um, Paralympic training program. His name is Owen Daniels. He was a former patient of Loma Linda, a rollover car accident, spinal cord injury, young 20s. And he's been training um, and he wanted to go fast. And so we put him in his first very old, back in the day, (laughs) very old hand cycle. And then he came back and said, it's not fast enough. So we got him a faster one. He said, that one's not fast enough either. And now he, um, that same person um, that has journeyed through his, you know, injury, rehab, life, learning, and then thriving, um, just came back from Europe and was a medalist in paracycling um, and is a contender for the Paralympics in Paris next year. So that journey looks different to everybody. Yep. Finding your new identity or a fresh identity um, or finding your identity again is really important. And through possibilities, we try to support that, you know, Um, really meeting with people one on one and saying, you know, what is it? How can how can how can we support you? What does what do you want your future to look like? What's, so let, important, get, what's important to you? How can we help yeah. with that? So let's talk a little bit about that. So of, of, of an 8000 member organization the people that, you know, that look like that, let's say that have a, a, a traumatic injury and they, they want to go fast still and you go through sports. That's probably a fairly small percentage of that 8,000. Very small. Yeah. You very know, small. That's, that's my, that's my point about yeah, the plan, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so what I want to do is, is find out about the other things, you know, how, right. how do we, how do we, there's so many, the vast majority is people that fall into that other category. What do we do for them? Right. So that's about 10% of what we do. 90% of everything else really is about uh, building community, right? Well, it all is about building community, but aside from sports, you know, not everybody um, wants to be an athlete. Not everybody wants to to be an athlete. So um, we have social activities. We have activities for women. We have activities for children. We have our grant scholarship program, like I mentioned, um, to really provide people with the, with what they need to, to thrive and to be successful in their lives. Um, when I say social activities, we, do, we have winter sports, 
which is again a sport, but having kids, young kids go up and um, be able to participate in, in snow sports, whether it's skiing or sledding or whatever it may be, we do that. We have picnics, we have pool parties, um, we have a women's luncheon, um, just a variety. We have a, a lot of stuff at Christmas. Um, we have a kid's, kid's Christmas party. We have over 500 families that come and attend that. Santa comes, they get to choose a gift. We get to have lunch and activities together. It's a really cool, it's a really cool event. I was just thinking about my time in uh, Loma Linda Possibilities from when I first started out to where I am now. And I um, was thinking, you know, as I'm getting older, I've been talking, you know, on and off about stepping away from sports, you know, not necessarily entirely because you know what they say, never say never. <laughs> and and I know just by you guys looking at me, you can see in my eyes that you truly don't believe that because even I know in the back of my mind that there's always going to be an itch that I really, really need to scratch. But however, ever since the pandemic, I found a passion for teaching. And I'm thinking, you know, even though I might not be the same athlete I was when I first started out, I'll always have my uh, passion for teaching and I'll have my time with the um, rock and roll life. Very nice. It eats. He's been a, he saved me, you know, uh, Cody, because this thing kind of languished for years. And part of the reason that I had kind of gotten away, I was busy and and I really wanted to do it with somebody else. You know, I didn't want to just sit here and drone on all by myself, you know, so uh, Eric is, uh, you know, and, and I don't know why it took me so long. You know, um, I, I did want to say, too, that, um, you know, through the programs that Possibilities offered uh, through the pandemic, you know, we still continue with mixers you know, that we used to do in person, we did them virtually. And, you know, those monthly mixers, uh, I met Eric through those, I think. And um, it, it just kind of was a, an avenue to stay connected when we were all kind of disconnected at the time. And it, it was just one day I had an epiphany. It's like, there's my there's co-host. <laughs> what, what took me so long? Eric would be perfect. And yeah, and he definitely has been so. So anything in the future, are there anything in the works that people can look forward to with possibilities? Well, we currently, um, our grant and scholarship application is open. Um, we have a designated number of funds every year from June to August. And as long as you're a member of possibilities, you um, can apply. The more involved you are in possibilities, the more likely are you are of receiving a grant. Um, so we encourage people to be involved, involved, and people say, well, what does it mean to be involved? Yeah. Um, just like you said, we have um, over 12 different support groups that are ongoing um, every month um, relative to different disabilities. We have a monthly mixer where we get together. There's volunteer opportunities for members of our program to get connected to our peer visiting program, which is um, people that will are, are ambassadors of possibilities and can lead by example and provide encouragement to our current patients. We match them up um, with patients in the hospital to provide them with support. Um, so there's a peer visiting program. They can do that through volunteerism. They can attend any of the activities we have. Arts, we have arts and crafts. We have our summer picnic. We have um, uh, all, all sorts of different uh, ways to be connected. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we do... It's not a, a every day we have something going on, but we have regular ongoing activities that they can get connected to. Yeah. Um, so the more involved you are, the more likely you are 
to get chosen. So um, make sure if you are a Possibilities member and you have a need, um, take a look at our website. You can always, it's on the um, upcoming events and activities tab. Um, the application is online for those that um, are interested in applying, mm -hmm. you can do that. So I say upcoming. Now we always have our wonderful celebration dinner um, at the end of the year. Um, possibilities um, and our donors and the medical center provide us with an amazing dinner. We put together some pretty fantastic entertainment. We usually try to involve members of our program. Uh, last year, you guys both know because you were there. Um, we had the Bailon, is what help me out with the name, Eric. It's uh, Bailando del Forklit, del, uh, del Forklorial del Bailando. Dancers. Yeah, so the, we had two different um, groups of kids um, that did that learned dance routines for our program. And it was so, so special. It was amazing. It was just amazing. It just brought down the house that night. Yeah. Um, and it's our way to recognize. We also have um, what we call the Hall of Heroes. Um, Doug and Eric, you're both in it. You've been nominees and awardees of our Hall of Heroes, which recognizes outstanding uh, members of possibilities that make a difference and impact in their community and lead by example for others. So we recognize our uh, designee for the Hall of Heroes every year. We also do our awards for grant scholarships that night. It's really just a, a way of us to kind of close up the, I just not say end the year, but close up the year and all the activities that we have. And it's just a celebration. So, um, and it's an, a great opportunity for our donors and our sponsors to come and really see what we've done and what we've accomplished and the lives that have been changed throughout the year. So the celebration dinner is one. And then of course, in, in at Christmas, we have our, our kids Christmas party too. Yeah. So um, yeah. The celebration dinner over the years, you know, cause I, again, I've been around a hundred years, but uh, some of the programs that you've had there are just been so outstanding because it's, it's, and I think I, I was looking at the artwork in the back of the office there. Sorry. Um, because oh. you, you, you've had some artists, some incredible artists, you know, people that are disability, uh, that have disabilities, musicians, comedian. I think there was a comedian one time, um, mm -hmm. incredible artists, um, um, musicians and, and just shows the, you know, the very depth and diversity of, of our community. So right, it, right. it's amazing. Yeah, it really is. A, it really is a special event. If there's ever an event that I'd like new people to come to, it'd be that one because it kind of collectively shows yeah. all of what we have going on yeah. all in one evening um, in such an amazing environment. I'm sure you could tell stories of people who are already involved at some level who came to that night and it really clicked what well, possibilities yeah, all about. I, I, it's really a life-changing experience. Yep. I mean, of course, you you know my heart and my passion. Yep. <laughs> so yep. I, I mean, I think it's over the top. <laughs> uh, but to have people experience it and meet others and see others and bring their family. You know, the thing about possibilities, it's not, you know, if, if you're a member, Doug, right. it's not just that you participate. It's you and your family, your friends. It, we open we open up all of our activities to the whole family. You know, I think it's important that it's not just, oh, you know, Eric comes. Eric can bring his girlfriend um, or his fiance. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I stand corrected. Fiance. <laughs> fiance. Um, you know what I mean? We try to make. Oh, sure yeah. It's a tradition for my daughter and I to go every year. She's always there. Yeah. 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 So um, if good, maybe it tells uh, the distinguish between a volunteer and a member, because, you know, I was looking on the website, so you can be a member, of course, 
if you have a disability and be a member, but you could be a volunteer and, and, and have a disability or not, right? Right. So there's a few different options when you go to sign up to be a member of a member or support member of possibilities. Yeah. What we call a support member is somebody without a disability okay. that wants to support the program in some way. That could be by sharing and being an ambassador for us and sharing with other people about our program. It could be making a donation and it could be volunteering. So support members are, could be community partners. You know, we work with partner organizations, people that want to be in the know about what we have going on. So when you join that membership, you'll be added to an email list serve and be notified of the different activities. So they can help support our program by um, providing resources to maybe the people that they serve if they're a community partner, or it could be somebody like myself that that doesn't have a disability that wants to support the program in some in some way. Right. And then membership is for people. If you join to be a member of the program, that's for somebody with a disability or a veteran. Okay. All right. And um, you do all of this. I wanted to make sure I pointed this out that there's yourself. Uh, you have Lauren. Anybody beyond that on a, on the staff? Well, no, it's currently two. Um, <laughs> it's intended to be three, but you know, you know, I hate to always have COVID as our as our point of reference. But and but, that'll yeah. go that'll that'll um, uh, that'll go away soon. Soon, yeah. Um, but uh, we should be a staff of three, and we're currently um, reviewing some applications to fill our coordinator position. So it should be a staff of three. But you know. It takes a village, yeah. um, and I do have a village. And what I what I want to explain um, is that people like Carl Vereen, that is the he's the full time coach for our junior wheelchair basketball team. He does that on a voluntary basis. Gotcha. He is not a paid staff member of Possibilities. He does that. Eddie Ramirez um, and David Casares they lead out on our men's wheelchair basketball team. The 12 support groups that I mentioned for different disabilities are led out by physicians, clinicians, or subject experts um, in that for that disability. So those are all on a volunteer basis. So collectively, it really is a community effort. You know, I mean, yes, this is the headquarters and mm-hmm. yes, this is where, you know, we try to manage all the pieces. Um, but there are really amazing people that step yeah. up and devote their time to leading out on different components of the program. And without that, we couldn't do it. Helen Neary, um, she leads it out on our Analysis Specialist group and has over 500 families with children with disabilities that she teaches month by month about different resources for their families. And then at the end of the year, um, they attain a certificate and they're recognized um, by their congressional or or leader leader for their district. So um, there's just amazing people that make it all happen. Yeah. So although we are currently a, a party of two and, <laughs> and and a party of three to come, um, there are just amazing people that help support all of our efforts. Yeah. And, and that's why I wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about it, because I, I know although it's only uh, two, you know, official staff members at this point, I, you know, I know that you accomplish so much through the volunteers and the members themselves. And everything. Yeah. And then, and like, and Eric, Eric is mm -hmm. our resident expert in emergency preparedness. You know, we built a whole, oh, I say post COVID, we, you know, identified that we don't 
know what to do in the case of an emergency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the middle we, of a pandemic. So, uh, you know, as from the healthcare perspective, you know, we're connected obviously here to our hospital. So there's a, a, a we have one foot in 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 the health side and then we have one step in or one foot in the community side and bringing those two together is really really important so we identified um that we needed to provide our patients and members of possibilities um information and education on emergency preparedness so eric obviously i mean if anyone knows eric or knows of eric um one thing that he is is educated and informed about emergency preparedness and planning and all that. So when I asked Eric, could he lead out on that? I mean, it just, it worked out for us to build a program um, and information and education resources for emergency preparedness. So on our website, we have a whole portal, but Eric is the one that leads out on all those educational teaching in-person series, virtual and maybe in-person. We may do hybrid right now. It's virtual, Um, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) you know, that hybrid word is something that we're working on. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because we've talked about it a number of times on the episodes leading up to this one. And and, and we've been kind of promoting it, but maybe you could clarify, is it for members only? I don't want to lead people to it if they can't uh, participate in what Eric's doing if they're not members. So, well, it, it, you know, it it is it's the resources for members. Yeah. And yeah. anyone can attend the, those classes. They're op- they're open to anyone. Yeah. Um, but what our hope would be is that if it's somebody yeah. attending that has a disability, exactly. that, they would, that they would join possibilities and become a member, which is free of cost. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm sure at least where we are now in uh, this fledgling podcast that we're not going to inundate you. you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. We would love, we would let, listen, yeah. it's, it, we break down, Eric breaks down the series in four different components. Yeah. Um, there's an introduction to emergency, preparing a kit, preparing preparing your evacuation plan, learning about resources post-emergency. So, I mean, it, it's broken down in different pieces. And so anyone in the community can come and attend his sessions and learn about it, sign up right online. And, and yeah, we would love to have anyone come to those. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, Eric has dived into this and he's very prepared and, yeah. uh, you know, he's, he's got it down. Absolutely. And I hear that, and I hear that he's roped you into, um, to helping with the communication piece. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> he said Doug would be the best one for this. Yeah, so and I how can it. I say no to that, right? Right. <laughs> I not. love it. I love it. So I, I think we're we're probably winding down here. I'm gonna I'm gonna just defer for uh, for Eric. You you can ask the last question and and then we'll uh, set her free. Gotcha. Cody, I haven't mean to ask you from the day we met to the day, to, to where we are now. Out of everything that you've done in uh, Loma Linda Possibilities, what is the um, one highlight of your entire career that you've enjoyed the most? Wow, one. Asking somebody like me one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, let me just say this. The program was started by Michael Jackson and um, it was his vision. And I was blessed to come on board and carry out that vision. Um, It was his heart that, and, and that spoke to him and said, we need to do more for people with disabilities. It was his conviction 
to find resources to do that. And if it weren't for that, I wouldn't be here. So with that said, just recently, uh, Michael has since retired and he was able to attend our celebration dinner last year. And it meant the world to me, everything, um, that he was proud of the work that we had, his work that we had continued. Um, and he was, and um, it meant so much to him to see how this has grown and blossomed and changed so many lives. So for me, you know, there is the, I get to, I get to experience the lives changed when I see people that are newly injured or come to our program as new members and they're, you know, their life is challenged with disease or illness and um, being able to, to be along those journeys um, with those folks is important to me, but we wouldn't be here if it weren't for Michael Jackson's vision and uh, having him, I would say that would probably be not my career highlight, but my program, like my heart, <laughs> it was so, so special to have him come back and see that possibilities is thriving. And I'm so mm -hmm. thankful to him for his vision because he's changed so many lives. He has no idea. He has no idea. So that would probably be, that'd be it. I like that. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Cody Williams with possibilities. Thank you. It's been too oh, long coming, you. but I'm glad we finally got you corralled long enough to, to, to share all about team possibilities. Now people have a better idea when we, when we talk about it and, and mention it. So it was an Thanks honor so to interview you. you. Thank you. Thank you. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said, sometimes you just got to hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we go. <laughs> Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit adoptuskids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. She can walk that, walk, walk, walk that, walk, walk, walk that, walk that, walk that, walk, walk, 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 walk that, walk, Eric, we just we alluded to it a little bit before we talked with Cody, but uh, your disaster preparedness training for June 18th didn't go on. So as far as you know, at this point today, right now, uh, you've got two more scheduled, August 17th and November 16th. Are those you think going to happen or, or do you think they're going to reschedule the June 18th one at another time? It's possible they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna schedule it another time, but I'm hoping they'll have their technical difficulties figured out soon. I mean, if I if I knew how to remedy that, I would have done this in a heartbeat. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I know you'd have been on it, absolutely. Now I know they do have a sickle cell disease fair coming up this weekend, and it's, it's uh, this Sunday, which is. Do you have a calendar in front of you? Oh uh, man, where's it? Where's it? Where's it? Where's it? Where's it, where's it? Stand by. I think okay. I got one right here. And Right, today's uh, today is the twentieth, so Sunday would be the twenty fifth. All right, yeah, this Sunday the twenty fifth. They ask that you pre-register. Just go on teampossibilities.org and you can get more information about that and also register. Um, and uh, I'll try to put that up on our resource. I think I know the link to your disaster preparedness seminars are already up there, but I'll I'll uh, do the one for the uh, 
sickle cell fair this weekend. Put that on as well. And then that's it. Anything else? If you look on our website, oh, you know, uh, I did want to highlight uh, our studio made possible by Agar Professional Training. You heard their commercial a little bit ago. Uh, if you're looking for some professional training at your work to help uh, inner uh, office relationships better between staff and, and management or just within your management, whatever you're looking for, they can tailor something for you. That's the nice thing. They come in, assess, and they put together a program for your organization. So very, very experienced in that regard. So check them out. And if you have any ideas for shows that you'd like to hear, uh, warlive at walkandrolllive.com is our email. You can send us an email, give us any suggestions. You can find us all over the place, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, iTunes, Samsung, Stitcher, Pandora. If you can't find it, then you're not looking. (laughs) (laughs) And then next week uh, in our about two to three weeks ago now, uh, somebody didn't make the appointment and and we were kind of scrambling and and, uh, a buddy of mine uh, that I had met through Rolling Start, he does... um, fishing trips for the disabled and his name is, they just call him Captain Mike. He's just known as Captain Mike and uh, our own technical, you know, lack of knowledge kept us from getting on, get him on, getting him on that day. So I think we've got it sorted out. So fingers crossed. I believe we're going to have uh, Mike on next week. So uh, be listening for that. He, he's a, he's a great guy too. So he's, he'll, he'll be fun to listen to full of energy, um, enthusiasm. Yeah. I'm really excited, Doug, because let me tell you, this is going to be one fishing trip that's going to be loads of fun here. I, I I think you and I might want to go on a fishing trip just to do some research, right? All right, but I'm going to tell you right here, right now, I don't believe in catch and release when it comes to fish because when I, when it comes when it comes to fishing, I go and start craving crazy, and I'm like, some fish are going to die today. <laughs> I want to catch now, them and eat them, dude. Yeah, I was going to say I was going I was going I was going to ask you, so you you're going to eat them. All right, good. Good, good, good. Well, all right. I'm. I, I, my philosophy is, and I, I don't mind. Usually, I, I release. I don't dislike fish, but I, I usually release. But I'm there for the fishing, not the fish. You know what I mean? I just like the oh, part yeah. of getting out and, you know, and, and the whole, the whole uh, process of, of doing it all more than you know, really actually. Get. I have a friend of mine that that I go fishing with. He is allergic to fish, mm. but he is. Th- he is the most avid fisher I've ever seen, you know, and, and he's got, what he'll do is he'll set up three, four, five different rods and reels. And he sets them up kind of each one a little differently. And, and then he's they're ready for him to grab if he's out fishing as he gets a better idea of what the conditions are that day or what they're catching. Right. So if they're only catching small fish, you know, he doesn't need something with 20 or 30 pound um, test line. Right. So, so he'll have something set, even though he's in the ocean and you're catching, he's going after bigger fish. He'll, he'll purposely use something with like six or eight pound test. So he has to kind of fish with finesse. If he does catch a bigger fish, does that make sense? So he's just got all this laid out. He's got all this. So his wife gives him a hard time and, you know, it says, do you really need all these rods and reels and, and all this stuff? And, and he just said to her, do you really need all these shoes? 
<laughs> That's a good one, man. <laughs> and, and the, that end of the conversation, you know, so they're all, you know, they're both happily doing their own pursuits of shoes and, and rods and reels, you know, not bothering each other about it anymore. So, so that is, that is that. You got any final thoughts before we put a wrap on this? Oh yeah. I got to level with you guys for one solitary second. Yeah. I haven't fished in years because the only vague memory I I've, I have is fishing when I was a kid with my dad. And even as a child, I was no good at fishing. Come on. <laughs> well, <laughs> truth be known, if, if you, if you gauge success by the number of fish you catch, yeah, I'm no great fisherman either. <laughs> but like I say, that's why, maybe that's why I go for the fishing and not the fish, you know, it, but then remember this, Eric, you know, if everybody caught fish, they'd call it catching, not fishing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we will see you next week. All right, folks. Walk and Roll Live is heard around the world at walkandrolllive.com, Podbean, and Spotify. Like us at facebook.com slash walkandrolllive. You can email us at warlive at walkandrolllive.com with comments, observations, or whatever's on your mind. Whatever's on your mind. Have a topic you'd like to hear or a guest you think would be great for the show? Let us know. Look for new episodes every Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for listening. Thank you.